Well, good evening, everybody. I shouldn't say evening. Good afternoon, everybody. It is a perfect day for the Jimmy Palumbo Show. That's right. I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, getting involved here from downtown Mawa from my shitty kitchen studios, which I'm officially sponsored by shitty. Um, They are a huge sponsor for me. Uh, It's a shitty kitchen studio. So we'll be saying that every week. And I'm here live with, of course... My broadcast buddy for so many years, Packer fan, in a little bit of depression, your friend and mine, Mr. Chop Sports Mojo Streaming Services. He's got a million things attached to his name except income. Your friend and mine, Chris Gucci. Chris, yes, how we bro, you, you could have just stopped at the one where you had it perfect <laughs> depression. Bro, the post-Thanksgiving blues hit, and they hit hard this time I, around, bro. I got sick, everything. The Packers suck. Um <laughs> The no income was like you hit the nail on the head. I have 13 jobs, no income. But enough about it, me. How you doing, it, buddy? I'm all right. I, you know, I uh, post Thanksgiving. I had a little bit of Thanksgiving blues myself. Uh, my daughter's not feeling well, so that's always a drag. She's got some kind of flu or something. We're trying to figure it out. And you know what? I, I didn't think the, the giant loss, I had a delayed effect on the Giants losing, which we'll get to in a minute. But, um, you know, it, it was like we, we were, I haven't watched a giant game. This is how weird it is. The Giants have sucked for so long, which that's why I don't think it's that big of a Packer win, uh, Cowboy win. I know but what you're about to say. They're here finally, I... they're finally good again. I watched it with my brother, my nephews. I haven't done that in, so I watched it, and then I watched it again. And then when they started to lose, I'm like, like I was bothered as a fan, but my fanship was like 1986. And I realized, like, as the Cowboys started to, you know, just overcome the Giants like like a wave, I'm like, oh, wait, we're actually not all that good. So, like, we really can't stop any of this. And, uh, you know, and then, of course, I still say, I mean, listen, we can argue this so the cows come home. You know, the ref calls are involved in every NFL game. I get that. And it's sour grapes with the ref calls. But, like, there's ref calls, and then there's, oh, that, like, the Ohio State-Miami uh, uh you know, the, the, the pass interference on the end zone in four seconds. That's that's a big ref call there. You know what I mean? When touchdown plays are brought back, when first downs are brought back, those are the ticky-tack fouls. You're like, oh, killer. But the Cowboys are better, and um, they, they just got over. Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing about the Cowboys, though, which uh, and we'll get to, I guess, a little bit later on. The funny really thing is, Jimmy, this is, why, this is why we can't bring up the refs ever anymore because – I could sit here and I could point to three losses and the Packers have three wins this year, right? Or four wins this year. And their biggest win, all I heard about after the game was, Oh, the refs gave them the the game. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. No, I I understand the other ones, but I think, I think there's, there's a difference between ref calls and ref calls on certain plays. You know what I mean? Um, You can get tons of bad calls against you, but it doesn't quite bring back a touchdown, you know, as the giants happen. But um, I think the biggest thing about the Cowboys is, um, uh, I guess I'm the only one in the country that's not sold on Dak Prescott. I just think his wide receivers, I think the giant defensive coordinator said, you know what? We, we're not that good. I'm going to send the house. If they get it off CD lamb, he's going to be open anyway. And the other guy, I forget his name. They're going to be open all day. Anyway, our secondary is depleted. We're not all that great yet. And so I'm going to send the house. If we get to him, we have a shot. If we don't, Wide open. Those guys were open like by five or ten yards on every play. You saw it coming a mile away, and the Giants just don't just don't have the they don't have the guns. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving. I had to, you know, it was fun watching it with the family though, and we yelled at the television. 
uh, who stinks. It was fun to do that. And I haven't done that in a long time. Number one, they haven't played on Thanksgiving in a while. And they haven't been, uh, you know, that good in a while. But we're, we're getting way off the course here. I hope you feel better, Chris. I know you've been sick. Thanks for coming to do the show no, today. I feel like shit. And I'm actually, I feel like, I look like I feel right now. And that's... Well, um, you look, you're in like the dark shadows. I'm in like, I'm cool. shooting this, this podcast from a deep crevice inside the Grim Reaper's ass right now. Like, you okay, cannot find I'm with it. you. And you look like you're, uh, you know, it's part of, you look like you're part of a, a trailer for a shitty horror film that's coming out January 9th. Um, Starring so, Jimmy Palumbo, of course. Uh, uh, yeah, of course. And, and Chris Gucci. But this, Chris, you know, uh, it's a little bit of a milestone. It's uh, show number 90. And um, um, show number 90 is show number 90. Uh, and that's a little bit of a milestone. I don't know how big of a milestone it is, but we're still here. Uh, we're still running along here in this business of show. And I got to be honest with you. I thought there was going to be tons of choices for number 90. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's not. And there's certainly none on the Yankees. But I could have easily said Corey Widmer on the Giants. I just made Venditti drive off the road. But I'm, I, it's a bad number. There's only been nine Giants in the history that have worn number 90. I, I thought it would be higher than that. Wide receivers or something like that. But I, I'll go with one guy. It's kind of – this might be my most boring choice of all time. Because you know when I try to pick a player wearing the jersey number 90, I try to make it funny for my friends and family, really, and some of my fans. But you know what I'm going to go with? I'm going to go with Jason Pierre-Paul. Um He's definitely a big, the biggest guy, but I'm going to do it in a weird way. Number one, first round pick out of South Florida. He won two Super Bowls, one with the Giants, one with the Bucks. Um, he had a blocked field goal against the Cowboys that pretty much sealed the game. He had a huge pick and touchdown return against a quarterback I never heard of, the Packers. He won one game there. Uh, but as good as, as pretty good as he is, 95 sacks total, I think. Like 50 years from now, or I should say 30 years from now, when he's an old gray man, he's really going to be known to me. I don't care what he does. He's going to know that a guy who blew his hand off on fireworks on 4th of 100%. July. 100%. In other words, like he can win eight Super Bowls. He could, um, you know, uh, um, I don't know what he can do. I mean, bottom line is he could probably murder somebody. But like the man who blew off his hand murdered someone yesterday. I agree 100%. He's had a good career since then, and it's still all right. I know about him. And I know yeah. football. Right. You know? He, I mean, he's, he, I was trying to read his stats the last couple of years. You know, he's all right. He, he gets it up. He, he's a journeyman now. Uh, he's a, a, an aging ball player, of course. Anyway, so I thought he just Jason Pierre-Paul. He's a guy who um, was good with the Giants, and he blew his hand off farting around with his family on Fourth of July weekend. So that's my number 90, Jason Pierre-Paul. Kind of a boring choice, but I had to go. And being that it's show number 90, there's fireworks going on here at Shea. And who is your number 90? Um, this is this is an easy one for me, and it was uh, BJ Raji. He's a, a New Jersey guy, local kid, and he okay, got drafted by the Packers. Played about five, four or five years, got rich, won a Super Bowl, and retired a- after Shit. four years. Like beautiful career, no concussion. Made, he made money. You know, he had a he had a, a lower body injury, which he was like, you know what, I'm 300 pounds. I got like 30 million in the bank and a Super Bowl ring. I'm out of here. I I love guys like that. Like you know what it'd be like, Chris, if the Jimmy Palumbo show. Okay, let's just say we won best podcast in the world, right? 
I would probably shut it down the next day. Wouldn't you agree? There's no reason to go on. Well, no, you got to, what you have to do is you sign a guaranteed contract, right? With a heavy right. signing bonus, well, right? Like Spotify for like, you know, like, and then you mail it in and then you do what everyone else does. You mail it in, you got I your guaranteed in. money and you say, you know what? I'm rich. That's I'm going to bat two twenty from here on out and just going to collect a paycheck and do what everyone else does. Okay. Well, that brings us to the part of the show. So you got BJ Raji and Jason Pierre Paul show number 90. So let's get right to it here at Shea. Number one, I got to talk about Patreon. We are uh, uh, we are still at uh, 15, which is uh, the Jeff Hostetler. But I got to bring something up to my fans out there listening. A buddy, a couple, three buddies of mine actually texted me and saying, hey, Jimmy, what is this Patreon? And I realized at my age, like I assume people know what stuff is. <laughs> Nobody knows. Like, I, you know what? I'm going to assume that my audience is my dad before he passed away. Because he had trouble finding like what channel the Yes Network was on, even though they've been on there for years, or you know, God forbid he wanted to watch MSG. But um, so the bottom line is Patreon, you gotta go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. And then you go to the search and you put in Jimmy Palumbo show, and you have three tiers of which you can support my show. They are three dollars a month, and you support my show. And I give you a shout out whenever I can. Five dollars a month, you get some things so, I'll send you. So is the I'm social still... media is is your um is your girl probably listening, right? Uh, yeah. Just put 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 the link in the description of the podcast when you post it. So when you go on, just look down and there'll be a link there. I got to do. I, I will have that set up. I'm a little. And then the last tier, you get a little more, and I mention you more, and I send you. Just some make it easy. This way, if you're on Spotify, you scroll down. Now this is to all the people that are trying to figure out how do I click on Jimmy's Patreon. On this episode, and if you need me to do it, I'll do it after the show. You go on and you scroll down on your Spotify and you click the link and it's going to say Patreon. Click the link. It'll take you to Patreon. Put wow. your credit card information in and then Jimmy. There gets you paid. go. Now, people, listen, people get weird about Patreon, but it's really the way podcasts are, are done. And many shows, it's just a way of showing support uh, for the show. If you like what I do and you like listening to me and Chris and me bullshitting about my life and stuff. And I, of course, have 15, which I'm thrilled to death over. Um, and one of the Patreons may actually become another sponsor. All of a sudden, Jimmy Plumbo's racking up sponsors. I'm still the sponsor king, if you ask me. I'm not saying I'm getting rich off it by any stretch, but it's nice to know I have fans and friends that want to uh, uh, come on my show, uh, especially great guys. I'm just looking up here. Um, uh, Roger Mayer who is my, just about my favorite man in the whole wide world with the high school with him. He's coming in on the chat here. Uh, and he is, has been very good to me in regards to American airlines travel forever. My mother is indebted to him. It was my mother's birthday yesterday. Quick shout out to my mother. She just turned 83 and she came to the bar, uh, to where I was working last night and she had dinner and so on and so forth. I sang some songs. See, we got, we got people saying, yes, add the link. Yes, I will do. That's Yenny Alvarez, the top Spanish voiceover girl ever. She's a she's a complete animal when it comes to voiceovers. Maybe that um, helps a little bit with the so, the grim look. You know what? I brought up Yenny Alvarez, and you suddenly like took off your clothes. Yenny's finding that very very cool, and he, and she's married to my buddy Mark, so I think it's great that I'm busting his balls that Yenny's checking you out, taking your clothes off here on my show. Um, but anyway, so Patreon. My balls off in the in this room. You're looking good up against that checkerboard back there, which nobody knows what that is. 
But I have my Patreons. These are my the solid 15, my Jeff Hostedler, okay? Alex Detsena, my sister Mary Eileen, big Mike George DeMosi, my mom, my cousin Joey, Rob Pastor getting involved, Kaposig from the 80s, James Kanowitz, my website guy uh, who does a website, uh, a podcast for Fletch, Fletchcast. Uh, James, since you never call me back anyway, but I still love you. I will tell you that I watched the Fletch movie. And um, let's just say a little bit like the Packers season. That movie is. I wish I was in it, though. My nephew, Jimmy Riccardi. My nephew, John Henry Riccardi. My nephew, Eric Palumbo, is getting married next November. Mike Caprio, my second second baseman. Also the owner of CornholeLevel.com. I never hear from him, although I think I'll hear from him next week. I got to find out if he's going to re-up. Um, and then I got my brother, Frank, who is very much involved with my Patreon. He decided to forego the tears and just very kind to me every month. Then I got my very depressed person. I have a very depressed fan. His name is Daryl Clark. LSU had it right in front of him to maybe sneak into the top four. And they shit the bed this weekend. So I'm sorry, Daryl. I'm still a fan of Kelly and the coach. And I said it in three years, you guys will be in the national championship game. That's how good Kelly is. I got Greg Casalino, Colonia High School and friend of mine. And of course, Mike Shecky Lawler coming in because I gave his Dolphins a good stinks list review. But he also may be doing some, uh, he might be my new uh, uh, sponsor. We'll see what's going on with his company, which ought to be fun. And that's it. I also shout out to Mike Shecky Lawler. I ran into a guy last night named Mike Mayer, I think his name was, and he's friends with your older brother, Mike. So I, um, I just bored the audience there, but I thought it was important. So that those are my fine, fine people of Patreon getting involved. Um, so, yeah, you got to sign up to it. It's real easy. All you need is a credit card, and God bless. And it's $3 a month if you like the show. If you don't, that's fine. So just tune in and have some fun. All right. Also, please get involved with uh, Instagram, my Facebook, my TikTok, YouTube. I've been trying to increase all those things. It's going just okay. And also, I'm increasing my downloads and all that stuff. Which brings me to Absolute Eyewear, 42 Main Street, Woodbridge, New Jersey, 732-326-3937 or 732-326-3937. Eyes. There you go. That's uh, Chris's favorite part of the program. Craig and Johnine Mashaw, they're opticians. They got everything over there. Full service optical getting involved. Prescription eyewear along the near side. Prescription sunglasses. They got safety. They're a full place where you go to get your glasses. Now, Chris should go there because he's blind as a bat, but he won't go there because he's busy. But you got to go in there and talk to Janine and Craig. They'll take care of you. You know what? Go when Janine's there because Craig doesn't know what the hell he's doing. She's going to hate me for that. That's not true at all. I just like to bust his balls. I was going to go in tomorrow, and then I realized that I can't go in tomorrow because tomorrow is Wednesday. But maybe, you know what? Did they change their out? No, they're closed on Wednesday. But go call them up. We just take it. I'm going to have Janine call you. This is nonsense. It'll give us something to talk about on the show. And they have all kinds of sunglasses you can get there. Of course, they got Ray-Ban, Coach, Ralph Lauren, Jimmy Choo, Silhouette, Michael Kors, Vogue. Maui Jim, Costa Del Mar, and Charles Oakley. Not Charles Oakley, but the Oakley glasses. $100 off a complete pair. Go check them out. And the best thing about 
going to Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey is simple. When you when you leave there, you don't feel like a jerk off. The absolute that should be on every billboard in the in the world. You don't feel like a jerk off because how many times, Chris, you go to a store, you get in your car, you don't feel right about yourself. You know what I mean? Not the case yeah. with them. So go check it out. Absolute Eyewear. Go check out Janine. She rocks. So Thanksgiving, I had a good time down at my brother's, my daughter down there. We were, we ate. My sister-in-law, Susie, did a pretty good, a great, pretty good, a great job of cooking. Uh, food. I had one of those big legs. It was like perfect. Usually sometimes a leg comes out dry or something. I'm a dark meat kind of guy. Uh, I, I like wet food, you know, but this was just awesome. I sucked that down. She made this paella thing, which she makes awesome. She's her family's from Colombia. You know, she does that in her sleep. It's so awesome. Um, and uh, of course, I left it at my sister's house, but she froze it for me. So next time I see my sister, I want to get some food. Uh, I had a good time. Got to see all my nephews down there, except for Eric. He's down in Austin. And my mom, you know, my mom, we we uh, sat around the table, talked about what we're thankful for. And my mother, she, listen, when, he, when she's 83 now, when you get to be 83, you're happy every holiday you're around family. That's great. But, of course, we had to watch the giant game. We kind of discussed it at the top of the show. Um, yeah, look, the Giants lost. They're 7-4. and four. Um, But I'm still having fun with it. I, uh, you know, another winnable game coming up this week. When I say winnable, like, you know, Redskins are oh, Redskins. Commanders are better, but uh, or they're playing well. But, you know, that, that, Giants could win that game. Um, see what happens with injuries, getting guys back, so on and so forth. And, um so uh, Giants just need to win some games. I think if they go three and three, they'll be in. I really think for the Giants, though, I think the Giants have to win. Like I think they got to win a couple in a row, like right now, and then it'd be nice to have a couple of games to have a shot. Look, I'm going to be honest, bro. But y- um, you think they're going to lose them all, don't you? I think that I think the Giants argue. would have to lose them all to miss. They would have to lose them all. Because we're looking at teams now that are three games behind them, but they're three games behind them because they're not going to win every game. You know, like these, they, right. who's the team that we're going to identify in the NFC that's going to pass no, the listen, Giants right now? Season, season ended today. They make the playoffs. So it's not going to be Atlanta, right? Either Atlanta or Tampa or whoever wins that the South is getting in. Nobody else, no matter what. Nobody in the South is passing them. The only team that I could say has a real legitimate chance at passing them would be Detroit, but Detroit has to literally pass them. And if they well, lose they, one game and the Giants win one game, they can't. So, right. I don't, I don't see the, it. Uh, yeah, uh, th- that's the thing. A lot of, uh, and I got Vinny chiming in. Yes, it uh, the, the easy pick, you know, it's like saying, oh, you know, the Giants are not going to make the playoffs. They look like shit a lot. I get it. But really, to be honest with you, because they're in the NFC this year, and the NFC stinks this year. The Giants are in the playoffs. Top heavy. The Giants have a if they win one or two games, they're going to be in it. Like I'm, I'm willing to bet. I should, I shouldn't say this. I bet in the last, I bet that with the last weekend of the series, the season, the Giants will be playing for a playoff berth. I would Agreed? say that. I would say that the Giants can. Uh, I mean, like this, the Washington, Washington is important, uh, right. and Seattle. They lost to Seattle. They lost to Seattle. They lost to Washington. See, and I didn't Detroit. think about Seattle. Seattle just crept into my brain right. because yeah, I was always there. looking at them as the the yep. team to beat. Yep. But now they're they're faltering a little bit, and they lost to the Giants. They already beat the Giants. So yeah, the the Giants can stumble. It's really these yeah. Washington games it are depends. everything. 
you know, the Giants really are aren't that good. They have head to head two head to head games against the Commanders. That's going to decide whether they get in or not. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And uh, or well, you know, the Eagles may have nothing to play for, and that factors in for sure. Yeah, but they meaning like the Giants are ahead, right? Here's here's my prediction on the Philadelphia Eagles, because of what that organization did a couple of years ago by taking by putting in their ninth string quarterback, so the Giants couldn't make the playoffs in the in the second half, putting a guy in who was getting coffee during the week and with a clipboard in his hand, and the coach said, "You're going in." Um, because of that, I know for a fact the Eagles won't win the Super Bowl. And against the Giants in those two games, I'm not saying the Giants are going to win, but I could just see it. Jalen Hurts we looking got, to the sideline. We got Vinny Callahan in the comments saying Seattle and Atlanta make the playoffs. I don't know that about Atlanta, man. They just lost to Washington, and right. now Washington's got a two-game lead on them in the seventh spot. Unless Atlanta wins their division, which it doesn't look likely, they're not right. making the postseason at this point. Well, no way. We'll, we'll see what happens. But my, my thing is, I think something shitty is going to happen with, uh, with the Eagles against the Giants because karma has a way of biting you in the ass. But that brings us to the Jimmy Palumbo Show's NFL stinks list. This is gaining ground across the nation. Now, first of all, it's sponsored by CornholeLevel.com. That's right, Chris. CornholeLevel.com. Now, what this is, is a cornhole leveler you put on your cornhole board when you're playing in the backyard. It's a great stocking stuffer. It's $19.95. You get two of them, one for each board, 20% off. If you put in JP Sports, my buddy Mike Caprio owns this company. Chris, I know you've been, you've, you've actually told me privately that you were embarrassed. You had a barbecue and you had some cornhole boards in the yard. And they were all. Well, that the was the first thing the that right. I was embarrassed by. The fact right. that I even have a cornhole right. board. Yeah, That's course. embarrassing. Of course. And you know what? Like I always say, give me 20 minutes. I'm as good as anybody who's ever played the game. And uh, so listen, but these things, you clip them on the hole and it balances the board perfectly this way, that way, this way. It's the best. You can't be it. Um, $19.95. Go check it out. It works on all the boards. It levels it at the right height. You don't want to embarrass yourself. And they sponsor my NFL stinks list. Now, I, uh, and by the way, I appreciate my surprise guest sitting in the wings here. So thank you for that. Um, my NFL stinks list. Someone I got, listen, I do have fans out there and I do get, um, people that say my NFL stinks list is way off. It's like way it's, off. It's, it's actually okay. one of the worst okay. lists okay. in any, not even in just right. sports, just okay. in general. Okay. So what Worst I did was, heard. so what I did was, besides my normal research, what I do, uh, I actually said, let me go Google NFL power rankings, okay, and let me, and I looked at a bunch of jerk offs out there, and some in the paper, some on ESPN, some on other stuff, blah blah blah, and uh, as Chris runs away, and oh, what I've determined is that my NFL stinks list is actually unbelievably accurate in two areas. My very goods and my stinks. Now, it's called the NFL stinks list. So every team that I have in my stinks list is in the bottom from between 22 and 32 of everybody's NFL power. So it's easy to do the stinks list because these teams stink. Okay. So I, I found out that I'm, you know, it's the, it's the good and averages. See, when can you I get be honest? Tricky. Like, I think, I think the undertone here and a better way to explain this is that it's not like which teams stink. It's the NFL stinks, and here's my power rankings. 
The NFL stinks. Here's my power rankings. That's okay. a better way to put it. Okay. All I know is, well, You're let's saying go everyone the, stinks. That's no, no. like an underlying. Well, no, the guarantee. NFL, the, the actual game stink. I've been saying that for two years. I've been saying that for five years, actually. Anybody over 50 watches the game. The game stinks, but the score is close. You know what it's like now? It's like the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Everybody, lo- everybody loves the NCAA tournament because there's betting, there's game, there's pools, all this stuff, right? When you watch so many NCAA games, Guys are throwing the ball away with five seconds to go. Guys are missing shots. It, it, the, the, even those games are starting to stink. And people get what I'm saying there. Of course, the scores are close, so we watch. That's all. All right, here we go. AFC East. I got my Miami Dolphins and my $3 a month from Mike Shecky Lawler at Very Good. Now, I have the Buffalo Bills. This is a controversial one here. Sorry. I watched the game on Thursday, sitting there with my turkey, you know, getting ready to eat. I only have the Bills as good. And here's why I think the Lions should have won the game. I have the New York Jets as good. I have the New England Patriots as average. And all of a sudden, Belichick had that has a weird look on his face like, uh-oh. Uh, they could maybe sneak in somehow. I'm not sure. Baltimore Ravens, good. Cincinnati Bengals, good. They're both at 7-4. and four. I get that. These are teams that are, you know, they have a chance to be uh, to very good, but uh, they can also slip to average. I doubt the Ravens or Bengals will be on the stinks list this year. And, of course, the Browns and Steelers stink. Now we got the Titans. I have them as good. Uh, that's that's why I just think, yeah, I think the Titans are good. They lost to the Giants. I have the Colts, Jaguars, and Texans as stink. Texans are clearly stink. Jaguars clearly stink. The Colts, when you lose to the Steelers, you stink. Last night. Kansas City Chiefs, I have is very good. The Chargers, I have is average. And um, they can be a little bit of a dangerous team, I think, down the stretch. And the Vegas, uh, Vegas Raiders and the Broncos, clearly, Captain Obvious, they stink. All right, NFC East, my beloved giant division. Um, I got the Eagles is very good. Look, 10-1. and one. Um, That's how it goes. I got the Cowboys is very good. I'm keeping there. I think the Cowboys are very good. Uh, I'm just waiting for the McCarthy collapse and the Cowboys tragedy, which will happen. Uh, which, by the way, you know, the Chop Sports boards on Facebook, God forbid you say something bad about the Cowboys. You get, like, vilified. People get oh, nasty. Oh, God, that's, that's probably the... It's crazy. It's, it's, the, it's the worst thing about Chop Sports, I think. Instead of people talking, they get, like... I try to be humorous when I talk, you know, even what I'm doing with the stinks list. And some people just get, like, woo! Um... Anyway, yeah, I haven't been very good to offend when it comes to my team. You Most are, people you don't are. know what they're talking about, so I just take it as that. I have my New York football giants are on the air as average simply because they're seven and four and they got a chance for the playoffs. But I have the commanders as average, too. It's a really good division uh, division on the Jimmy Stinks list. Um, I got the Minnesota Vikings as very good at nine to two. Now, the Detroit Lions are four and seven. For some reason, I watched them a lot this year. Um, they have five one-score games, okay? And they only eight teams in the NFL have scored more than the Detroit Lions. And I just had to put the Lions at average. Their record doesn't quite say it, but um, I think, think the Lions are not that bad this year. And I have the Packers at stink and the Bears at stink. The Packers have been in there for a while. The Bears, I just think, stink. I thought the Packers were going to make a run. Just never happened. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I only have them as average. I mean, that division is brutal. That division is the reason why the Giants are in, in the playoff hunt. Tampa Bay, five and six, they're average. Falcons stink, Panthers stink, and the Saints stink. That surprises no one. 
NFC West, San Francisco 49ers. I have them as good, and I think they could be heading for very good eventually Look, as well. I'm going to just say something real quick. I'll give you a chance to take that back and say very good. The 49ers haven't allowed a second-half point in a month. I, I'm aware of it. I'm a aware month. of it. I, and, and they I, haven't allowed any points at all in the last seven quarters. I mean, I, I, it's no, I, it's December. If you've got a defense that's playing that well going into December. You know what? I Listen. Very good. I, yes, and I said I did say that they're heading towards very good very soon, but I also think that the Dolphins are better than them. I think that the Vikings are better than them. The Cowboys and the Eagles are better than them. The we Vikings shall are, see. The Vikings. Are you ready for this? The Vikings well, are going. They're eight and two, right? Yeah. We shall see. We you ready for this see. stat? The Vikings are the only team in NFL history through ten games to be eight and two that have given up more points than they've scored. I know. Their differential is negative. Eight. Eight wins. I have them yeah. there. Yeah, I have them. They're, they're, not, they're nine and two, and they're they're the tenuous. Whereas so it was the 49ers are seven and four, and it's that's that's the reversal of it. That's where you got to watch week to week. I got the Seahawks as average as well. I got the Cardinals and Rams stink. The Cardinals stink. God, did they blew that game last week? And the Rams stink. So we have fourteen stinks, seven average, six goods, and five very goods. It's the most stinks we've had in a while. And that is my list. And if you look at power rankings all over, my list is way more accurate than people are giving me uh, uh, credit for. I'll give the Giants two more wins this season, Keith. I got a, a question. How many more wins do you give, give the Giants this season? I'll say two. Okay. Now, um, the Colts and the, and the Commanders. Colts and the Commanders? Uh, all right. Well, all of a sudden, everybody's on the Commander bandwagon now. They win a couple games in a row. No, I said the Colts. I think the Giants will beat the Commanders. Oh, we'll beat. I thought you said lose. I'm sorry. I missed on that one. Um, all right. Well, that's they my stinks list. They'll lose to them, too. They'll split. Listen, bottom line is no one knows how many anybody's going to win because the NFL stinks as a whole. Um, I know I got my guest waiting, so I'll be quick. Rutgers, disaster, finished 4-8. and eight. Um, I got problems with the Facebook page, the Rutgers football Facebook page. Just people, they drank the Kool-Aid on this kid, Wimsat. I know he's young. He's done nothing on the field. I haven't seen anything on the field that makes me think, if you read about him, if you read all the articles for the last year and a half about him, I think that makes you think, oh, my God, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. Going to, going to, going to, going to, going to, could have, would have, should have, thought, 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 shit in his pants. I, um, so, I, I, you know, they're getting quarterbacks already. The kid from Michigan is in the portal. I doubt he'll go to Rutgers, but Rutgers should go after him. You got to have quarterbacks, offensive linemen, receivers. The portal is a way of life. I'm down on Rutgers football. I feel like I'm I'm getting old and it's never going to happen. That being said, uh, that's my fi- I'll have a final thing next week on Rutgers football and how I feel when when the portal opens on Monday. Are you hoops four and one so far? Are you hoops? They beat Lyndon Carteret and Elizabeth. They got a nasty schedule coming up. They got a lot of moving parts. You know, Cam Spencer, this new guy, he looks the part. I think he's a step too slow and four inches too short. Not sure how he's going to do. Decent three pointer though. And he's a heady ball player, but heady ball player, that's why he went to Loyola. Um, but Rutgers, the next five games, at Miami, home against Indiana, at Ohio State, home against Seton Hall, and home against Wake Forest. We're going to see where Rutgers, with the losing Geo Baker and Harper, where they are in these next uh, five games. Uh, quickly, the Knicks. Um, dude, I, I, I don't even know why I'm talking about that. I, the Knicks stink. They stink, and the Nets stink. And the NBA stinks. The Knicks stink. I think, but this Obi Toppin guy, everybody loves him. Uh, he stinks. Um, 
and Barrett misses too many. As a matter of fact, during this podcast, I think Barrett missed four shots. Which brings me to the last final thing before my guest. The World Cup is going to be going on in a little bit. Um, I know nothing about soccer. I watch it as an American, and I hope while the game is on that we put the, the spherical device goes into the net. I hate that fact that it's always 0-0 zero, zero or 1-1. One, one. I, I didn't watch one split second okay. of the World Cup, and I'm – it is. But, it is what okay, it is. Okay, hang on. That's okay. Hard, hard. But every, all, a lot of a lot of comics are bashing. Look, one hundred and eighty minutes plus two overtimes, and the United States has only scored one goal. I can't watch that. All right, but I hang don't on. care. I have something even Period. more specific, and my soccer fans are going to completely. Wow, Vinny has Rutgers going three and two. I hope. Um, so in the next five games, um, here's one issue I have with soccer. So in the England game. They kicked the ball out of bounds. They were over the 90-minute mark. And the announcers, we had like this free kick, not from the side, but from, you know, uh, from like, I don't know, 20 yards out, whatever it was. And the announcer said, this will be the last play of the game because there isn't enough time for England to even like pick off the ball and run downfield and score. The game will be called once like England, you know, gets control or whatever. So I'm thinking, okay, Hail Mary time. You just kick it towards the goal, and you hope somebody hits off his head, hit off a foot, you score a goal, blah, blah, blah. But no. He kicked it, like, to the side, way to the right. And then the England guy came over and touched it, and the game was over. Like, how could you not try to hit a 68-yard field goal to win the game? Makes no sense. But they have a big game against Iran, which is, I um, beat Is Iran Mike McCarthy the coach? Could be. Could be, right? Because that explains why they wouldn't have tried. So we got game two coming on at two o'clock right after my podcast. I think my podcast is on the same channel right now. So uh, all the people getting so many people are watching my podcast before the pregame of soccer, which brings me right before my guest to sponsor my guest coming up. uh, Chasingmiracles.com hydration water packs. Got to check this stuff out. I know Chris have you, has your girlfriend started yet? Well, no, no, no. Look, I, I was, I was sick over the week, and we haven't seen. I haven't even given it to her because, okay, you know, you don't want to get, you don't want to get your girl sick. You got to check this stuff out. Chasingmiracles.com. Cool people. Um, You're breaking up right now. I don't know if if it's my internet or yours. I don't know. I sound okay now. How are you? How are you? You sound good. If I sound good, then fine. Then it's probably my internet. (laughs) Could be. It doesn't matter. We'll still, and even uh, my guest is who's patiently waiting. He's going to kill me. Um, but chasingmiracles.com, hydration water packs. You get over 70 trace minerals into your water, increasing strength, stamina, overall good health. It's good for workouts, so on and so forth. Go to the link. There's tons of different things on Chasing Miracles. Go talk to DK and Tommy or Donna and Tommy are there. They're good people. They're also inspiring people. And they're just people you want in your life as well as they're in my life. And they're sponsoring my show, but I've known them for years, and she's been helping me out for a hundred years. She once was a, one of my agents a hundred years ago, and good people. They got this cool product. Check it out. Um, and uh, you put this little bag thing in your water. You shake it up, and it gives you minerals. So, God bless America. Which brings me to your friend and mine. Hang on, right now. I gotta, I gotta click him in now before he says anything. I'm gonna try to do this. This next guest is a really cool guest for me. His name is Chip Chinnery. Bottom line is, good old Chip here is an actor, a stand-up. He's an author. 
he plays softball, actually played softball with him in the greater Los Angeles area. Good ball player. He's an author of a new book, which is called Charging Mount Stand-Up, which there's some things in there I did not know. He's also got some funny stuff that he will talk about that, Chris, you're going to giggle at with sports. Uh, I don't let him talk about that right away. I'd like to introduce to the Jimmy Plumbo Show for the first time, getting involved here, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chip Chinnery. Chip, what's up, buddy? Hey, Jimmy and Chris, how you guys doing? Doing Good well. morning. How you doing? Good uh, afternoon in your part of the world. Okay, yeah. now, now look, I got before before I, I always get accused of talking too much, but I got to kind of set Chip up. When I was uh, Chip's, uh, he's we're about the same age, but he's been doing. Uh, He's been at his showbiz a little bit longer than I am. And when I was auditioning in LA, Chip Chinnery was like LeBron Jordan of commercial <laughs> auditions. Like you, when you went into a, now he has red hair. Back then my hair was red. We have a little bit of a different body type, but the bottom line is when you went into the sign and see Chris, and you know what it's like doing at the NCAA tournament and you're looking for your draw and it's a down year for North Carolina and they're in the eight, nine game. And you're the eight, and you got to play North Carolina. You're I've like, experienced that as a kid when I was doing – I did commercials as a kid, and it was the same kid in every single commercial, right. G.I. Well, Joe, Cookie listen, Crisp. And if I saw him in the room, I, would, I might as well have just left. Well, that was Chip Chinnery back then. He was lights out for a commercial. He just lighted up. He also has done a, 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 about as many TV shows as I have. But what I didn't really know about him was – I knew he did stand-up, but I didn't realize how long he'd been doing stand-up really since the early 80s. But he was on, like, big tours and – and that's what he wrote this book about. So, Chip, before you get into your acting career, and because yeah. Chris is a sport fan, you need to tell me, Chris, do you remember the pitching coach, Larry Rothschild? I mean, come on. Of course. Okay. Now, all right, Chip, just, uh, uh, Chip, you don't know my show, but I love saying shit about ah. people that nobody may, really cares about. But there's a Perfect. unique thing. I call it driving off the road moments. So you sent me some notes. But tell me a little bit about Larry Rothschild. So I met Larry Rothschild in 75 because his mother and my mother are first cousins, which means Larry and I are second cousins. We have the same great grandfather. I never met him. It's not like he's a close cousin, but we were on vacation in Michigan. And my mom's like, well, we should swing by Chicago and see uh, the Rothschilds. I'm like, what? And so, I, so I'm 11 years old, right? The Reds are in the we're about to win our first of two world championships, 75. Right. So we show up and it's like, oh. Larry, oh, hi, Larry. He's a baseball player. He just got a letter from the Reds asking him to, they want to draft him. And I was like, what? I mean, this That's this great. He got, and he brings out his letter. He shows it to me. And he's like, he's going to, he got drafted. He got, the Reds wanted him to play for him. And I'm like, the Reds are going to the World Series. This is amazing. That's so great. he didn't go, he didn't uh, become a Red. He became a uh, Detroit Tiger. He got caught up in 80, 80 and 81. He, he pitched a total of 8.1 innings. He blew out his arm. That was his major league career. But I was like, so that's my second cousin who turned. Hey, I love it. Now, if I if I run into if I run into Larry Rothschild and I say Chip Chinnery says hello, will he know who you are? You'd have to remind him because we actually. During, <laughs> that's even funnier. During, I mean, that's well, listen, how much we don't know each other. But during this book, during this book, I emailed him because he, he was the pitching coach for the Padres briefly, and I was like, "Hey, man, I just wanted to confirm something. Is your grandfather this person, and your great grandfather that?" Because I was like. I think our moms are first cousins, but I want to lock this down. And my mom had made a family tree during the Roots era. and went late 70s. Everybody made a family tree. And so I was looking at that. And, so I want to know exactly what our connection is. I'm, I'm going to put it in the book. I so love that. I love those little tidbits. That's it. His book was, we're going to get to in a second. But also, 
Well, first of all, when people ask Chris, do you know Jimmy Palumbo? He's like, ah, remind me? I'm not so sure. So Palumbo. Palumbo? No, Palumbo. Palumbo. <laughs> so anyway, what, now you also have, again, I'm, I'm here just to entertain Chris with you. Uh, <laughs> there was another outfielder on the New York Yankees that you used to play uh, not whole baseball against. And who would that yes. be? Uh, Jim Lairitz. <laughs> <laughs> Little Jimmy Lairitz. He was Chris, a come on. You got to let, you got to let, of all Incredible. the shit, of all the shit that, uh, that Chip Chinnery has done and he's about to tell us, <laughs> we're way more impressed that he's Larry Rothschild's second cousin. And he used to play baseball when he, as a kid with Jim Lairitz and, and Tom Brenneman. I can say this. Like, my father has nothing like the the amount of nice things I've heard my father say about Larry Rothschild throughout his career. It's astounding. Yeah. He's probably the only person my father's ever said anything nice about. That's loves so Larry Rothschild. So you, now, what, what is not whole? What is not whole baseball? It's little league, but it's a different okay. name, different organization. So it's little okay. league. All right. And he was. We played against every every team had a. Uh, you know, it's like Chico's bail bonds. I was on Mount Washington Cleaners, and okay. um, uh, Laritz was on the Midland Eagles, which is Midland Insurance, and they had for some reason they had all the best players. And uh, Tom Brenneman was on there. His dad had just now, become how, the broadcaster. How, how good was Tom? Le- uh, was uh, Jimmy Lairitz? Was Lairitz was great. Lairitz is one of those guys. Like what? What's that? Even at age 11, 10, 11, you're going, okay. What? How old is this kid? Because he was it. good. I love. And that. he was. Uh, I remember he. We we sat down and uh, before the game started, it's like you're thinking you're playing the twenty seven Yankees when the Midland team shows up, and I'm like that. okay. And then all of a sudden, the new Reds broadcaster Marty Brenneman, who was sitting with the parents in the parents section, came over and said, "Hey, I need a cup." And our coach, Mr. Hilgendorf, went scurrying about for a, a cup, and he found one of the Dixie variety and handed it to uh, Marty. And he's, uh, Marty goes, ah, no, I'm the other kind. Oh, oh, for Laritz. Okay, yeah, I got it. Got it. <laughs> so that was my little brush with those two hall I love one it. Hall now, I, I got two two other things before we get to you. Sure. Uh, um, uh, let me ask you a question. Let me see this. Chris, how many ballparks do you think Chip Chinnery has visited in his lifetime? Well, because you're asking, I would imagine 30. Ah, a little short, a yeah. little short. How many? Because Jim? now there's more. So that was going to be my trick question. But c- congrats, Jimmy. You you got me. How many? How I've many? Been, I've been to many, many cities have rebuilt parks. I was getting really right. close to getting to all of them. And then in like 94, Camden Yard came around and everybody said, we need a new park. So I've been to 48. 48. That's awesome. <laughs> I, have, I, I, mean, I haven't been to 48 more. Yankee games. In and now that's all baseball. All Major League Baseball, you know, stadiums, games played, regular season, okay. nothing weird. I didn't go to field to hit any other. Are you trying to hit the NFL stadiums, too, or is it just baseball? Just baseball. I have one more. I got the new Texas stadium. What is it? Globe Field or something like that. Yeah. That's All my right. last one. Well, w- one last thing. I think this is the final thing I think Chris got a kick out of. Um, sure. uh, you remember the player Bichette? Dante Bichette. He's got yeah. his son, Bo. Okay. Bo's doing really well now. Yeah. All right. Well, Dante, um, this young fella here, Chip Chinnery, on my program, came up with the T-shirt that says "Bichette Happens." Okay. And Chip, you take it away from there. Yeah. So I was at a baseball game in '93, '94 with '94 uh, with Troy Baxley, a comic from Denver. We're sitting there in Mile High Stadium watching them play. And Dante Bichette comes up, and I'm like, we're just riffing. I'm like, hey, how many times have you seen the headline, Dante's Inferno? And he's like, uh. And then all of a sudden I said, what about Bichette happens? And then as soon as I said it, we're both like, 
oh. And then by the end of the inning, we're thinking T-shirts, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, we, we trademarked it or tried to. Got a, we got a deal with Dante to give a dollar per each T-shirt to his charity. And he, a couple, the next, he had a huge year in 95. We were outside. The season opened at Coors, I believe it was. And we were out there. Whenever the season opened at Coors, we were out there selling T-shirts out of our bag. And then we eventually put them in the stores. So Troy Baxley and I, I got to give him credit. I only heard me have that genius idea of a chef happens, but he said, yeah, I remember saying at the same time, I'm like, well, I believe you, but I just, I just heard my own glory. So okay. Troy and I came up with it at the same time. And we've been, uh, we had a little burst of selling t-shirts back in the mid nineties. And it was fun. All right. Well, that is the, 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 the portion of this interview in regard, in regards to tidbits that me and Chris always appreciate, but now let's, get, let's get to you now. Again, you have been doing this a long, long, long time. Uh, now, your book is about your stand-up career, how you got started in a couple of years when you were on tour. Uh, yes. Tell me when 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 did you first start? By the way, it's available on Amazon. Go check it out. Chip Chinnery, yeah. Charging Mount Chipchinnery.com is the best way to get it because if you go to Amazon and you type in Charging Mount Stand-Up, they're going to show you a picture of a bunch of charging mounts for your phone. Which, in hindsight, maybe I should have changed the title. Yeah, to that something sounds else. like something Chop Sports would do. Chris and his marketing department over there. Um, yeah. So maybe we should. So go to Chip Chinnery. Yeah, com. You'll see the first things in the book. You click on it. You go and you go. Oh, and now I get it. Uh, there Sorry. you go. So now, um, uh, well, tell me, when was the first? When did you start doing stand up? I started in 1981 when I was 16. Six wow. months after Jimmy Carter left the office, and I did about 10 open mics that summer. And uh, I caught the bug, and I kept doing it a little bit through and, and this is in, and, in Ohio? In Cincinnati, yes. In Cincinnati, okay. Ohio, that's where I started. And a bar was called DWI, which gives you an insight. I mean, who would name a bar after, you know, it's, that sounds like the acronym for driving while intoxicated. But they did. And uh, a little less politically correct era. And uh, that's where I started. And I did it a little bit. I did about 100 shows over seven years. So I really stretched it out. And I kind of was a dabbler. I did talent shows and uh, occasional open mics. And then I finally got uh, got serious about it. And that's what the title of the book is. It refers to the last year of me doing open mics before I got serious about it and burned my ships at the shore and charged up Mount Stand-Up and became a, a touring pro. So Well, that's awesome. You started a much earlier, about, about 10 years, I uh, know, 12 years before I did. Uh -huh. And that was a big deal. No, about 13 years before I did. Um, that was uh, a different era where there was comedy clubs were, you know, it was like karaoke is now, or it was, yes, like, comedy it really clubs was. were hot. You could do stand up seven nights a week and even make a few dollars, at, especially in New York. Um, yeah. and even in Jersey, if a guy had a pizzeria in the back room, they had stand up night and there was a line around the door, uh, yeah. much, um, a much easier time to get in the business. But of course there was so many guys doing it a little tougher to, to get out of it. And you were able to. What was your first, once you started doing it big time, who was you? Who did you tour with? I started uh, doing it full time, and that's what the book's about. I, it's my first year from October of 88 to October of 88. And uh, that's what I used to do is I would take a picture with every comic I worked with, and then I kept a journal. So that's what's in the book. It's just uh, packed with photos, and I don't know. You can see oh, all kinds great. of photos. Everybody I worked with. I mean, it's, you know, me and Bill Hicks. There's a... Uh, 17-year-old Dave Chappelle opened for me at a diner in Alexandria, Virginia. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so I even, in the last the last page of my book is the screenshot from my journal where I discuss what I think about Chappelle, and it's, uh, 
I just wrote middling doing 20 minutes is David Chappelle. He's a 17 year old black kid originally from Dayton, Ohio. He's been doing comedy for three years come April. He's in DC living and going to school. He's very likable on stage. Nice presence, big smile, not high energy. He'll probably be big in this biz. I predict TV and movies. He's so young. Ah, there you go. Chip Shinnery predicting <laughs> all, the, uh, success. The fact, that, the fact that when you just said he's been doing it for three years and he's 17, like that's yeah. impressive. 14, yeah. doing comedy. Like there's pictures of him. There's, there's uh, us at uh, Garvin's Laugh-In. Nice. So it's, it's, just packed with, uh, it's packed with about 500 different photos and images. So it's, it's, it's now, a big book, but it's mostly pictures. Now, let me ask yeah. you this. You've obviously done tons of TV shows. Are you working on anything right now? And you do a lot of voice work as well. Yeah, I'm doing a uh, I'm going to an audition today for U.S. Cellular. So I'm still grinding it, still humping it. And we're, uh, we're finally some of the casting offices are having us come out there, which is great. The casting offices are opening in L.A., not New York at all. Sucks. Some of them. I mean, this is the second time I've gone out to go somewhere. Uh, I prefer being out. I like. Me hanging too. out in the lobby with guys like I, you. And I don't see anybody. I miss my friends. I miss my colleagues. Those of you who don't know, all the actors now, we do everything from home, just like almost what we're doing now uh, yep. for auditions. You used to go in, just go in the lobby. It's, it's almost like being in the dugout. You get to bullshit, find out who's pitching, who's just good. Just think about all the cool podcast guests you'd get on auditions. Uh, <laughs> I know. It's true. Yeah. I, uh, I I just miss, I miss, you know, being with the band, you know. Yeah, um, it's hanging out. So I'm it's glad you hear that. I hope yeah. you book the damn thing. You probably will, and you'll make a hundred grand. Good for you. <laughs> but are you uh, are you uh, still doing any? Uh, vo- are you doing some animation, a voiceover stuff? You doing anything? I did, uh, I've done some stuff along the years. I'm not one of those go to guys, but I've done like Family Guy and the replacements and different things along the way. But uh, you know, I'm just trying like anybody to get the next job. Well, I, that which leads me to another thing. Are you uh, are you still doing stand up? You know what? I haven't done it in ten years. Now I got to I don't understand this. Now you obviously uh, I'm sure you got married you married now you got kids what do you No, I got I have neither. I have a long-term girlfriend okay, which is a very partner. Good. Now you just decided is it was because you were doing well enough in showbiz and the other stuff and you just you lost interest did you like get bored with it over time or it's just pain he has to go to those shitty you know yeah. shitty comedy places and where they treat you like shit. Honestly, I think of when Pete Rose retired he was the player manager for the reds in 86 and somewhere along august like august whatever 12th he stopped putting his name on the lineup card and he uh i don't think he ever said i'm retiring on august 12th he just stopped putting himself in the lineup and i i kind of did that myself i stopped calling in for spots i stopped booking the i stopped doing the road because i found that to be uh bad i just i didn't like it and i i'd done 10 years of the road and i'd had enough and as far as spots in town, if the booker liked you, that would be great. But then that booker left, and I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> it got to be tedious. That's- but then in writing this book, I found I had good jokes. I should do more of this. So I have been writing, but I haven't gone back on stage yet. Ah, I want to see you. Matter of fact, when I go back out to L.A., I got a couple rooms that yeah. I just got introduced to. Um, so maybe we'll both go up uh And uh, the, the, the funny thing is we'll be the oldest comics there. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll be the but, old guy. Yeah, and, and we could play into that, but uh, I definitely when I get back out to LA, I definitely want to see him, and I'll we'll, I'll see if we can. I'm gonna get your yeah. ass up on stage again. You, you, the American public deserves to see. They Chip need my voice now more so, than ever. Now let me ask you this book thing, like yeah. so you have your journals, you put together your book thing. Is it like one of those self-published things? You had to go out and get it produced, and was that a pain in the ass? Uh, I. 
It's really not. I did self-publish it. I did it through Amazon. I hired somebody through Fiverr to do the cover and to do the layout. And it, I think it turned out great. I, I mean, you can tell for yourself. I mean, I had this concept. I'm like, oh, I want to use my head, my headshot with the three hands. Cause, and I, I should explain that back in, the, back in the day, everybody, at one point in the late 80s, right around this book, people started having their hands on their right. head on their hand all the time. Some guys even had two. And I was like, well, I got to parody this. So I, this was one <laughs> of uh, a parody that I did, just three hands. And uh, I love it. You know, so that's, uh, that, what was the question? So you were, no, you, you so like I, I the self-publishing thing, you so you just write yeah. it and then you, who edit, who would you hire an editor? It looks, gorgeous. it looks gorgeous. I'm so surprised. I, I was like, I, I have this idea for this concept and I said, I like this. And then I want to have this red thing like this. So here's an example. And the person at Fiverr went blip, 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 here. And I'm like, wow. I mean, the spine I looks great. All of it. I was like, this is great. And uh, I have a question about, about that process, particularly. Sure. I think that there's probably a misconception that trying to write a book and get it published has to be insanely expensive because that's the way I feel. Right. Was it something that cost you a ton of money to get going on your own? Like personally under, I think that honestly, I think the uh, 500 bucks to do the cover and to get it formatted and my formatting is tedious and a lot because I have over 500 images. So if it were, if it was just text, it would be so much less. And, and I that could was have done Fiverr. Long. Like that was essentially like the Fiverr was the main was the main what cost the most. Who did you get to edit? Fiverr. Uh, I had a couple. I had a couple friends read it, and uh, they gave me their thoughts. I, I I entertained getting an editor, but decided not to for various reasons. Because it's it's a strange book. It's like a journal, and it's we have stats about how much you made that week. What what's that about? No, I, yeah. I can't wait. I, I haven't read it yet. I can't wait to read it. Um, I think it's interesting. When you write your thoughts, to have somebody else edit what you're trying to say is almost hard yeah. because it's not necessarily trying to be grammatically correct because it's a book. It's like your thoughts. Right. You're not, you know, it's not a, you're not writing for a professor. Yeah, you're right. And there was something very early on in the book. It's like, I, I, I realized at age nine, I wanted to be a guy on TV being funny. And I showed it to one guy. I was like, who I was, I was entertaining having someone edit it. And he wrote back, it's like, well, it should just be, you wanted to be a funny guy on TV. Like, I get that. Yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, say yeah. it that it takes way. Takes away the character. Your your all your character gets stripped. Now, yeah, and it's like uh, another Chip, friend said. Well, I got to ask you one. I'm going to go back for a second. How many on camera commercials have you booked? Seventy six. Oh my! I've done like five. <laughs> really? Uh maybe maybe really? maybe ten. I mean, voiceovers. Uh, no, I've done a few of those. Okay. Of those, but uh, yeah, yeah like five or six on camera, maybe something like that. Yeah, so you are, and and the thing is, we talked about it off camera, how off the air. You're so much better off back in the day booking those commercials. You made real money, like real money. I mean, yeah, I didn't have. I was never one of those guys. Like you hear guys going, "Hey, man, I made a hundred grand on that spot." Right. And I also, I don't, I never did that. I'm also curious. Like I'm a counter, so I know exactly. I could pull up my Quicken software and tell you exactly how much I made on every TV show, every commercial. I do that. I do that too, but not through quick. Which brings me to another thing, which I almost forgot. I forgot the last <laughs> thing here. Chip, okay. This, he's a fascinating guy because number one, he's an actor, he's a stand-up author, all that stuff. So you'd think he's a complete jerk-off. But, like me, but it turns out he's a, a financial guru of some sorts. And he has a thing called, am I getting the name right? Chip's Financial Tips? 
I get that. Chips right. Money Tips. Chips, Chips Money Tips. Com, yeah. Chris, I swear to God, I, I know Chris is like me. Like we, we don't we don't know shit until we have to learn. Then we're like, wow, how do I no, find I'm, this out, bro? This is the best way to describe me is I know, I know everything about nothing, but a little bit about everything. Okay, well, he has this a site, Chips Money Tips, where he goes over different things. I'm totally gonna get you to sign up, um, because <laughs> it, it, it's free. It's free, and it says stuff that you go like, oh shit. I should do that. And you do like a quick change, like online and then better things <laughs> like without it's one of those things where it's like someone telling you, Hey, turn the light on. It's easier to read. Oh, and you turn the light. Let on. Me, it's like little stupid stuff like that. But it's like, it's, he also gets, or how about this? Turn has, the light off when you're done reading. Cause it costs money. Right. It's a lot of stuff <laughs> like that. It's, it, I he's not Dave, no, it's, he's like the Dave Ramsey for like assholes like us, Chris. He, uh, it's it's not too involved, but it's just involved enough. But he also gives you links, what to do with, especially in the whole credit thing. You're very good at all that stuff. Yeah. Um, he's got ways of getting you money. I signed my mother up for it. She loves it. It's a lot. It sounds like you're doing a live read right now. I know, I know. He had, well, I, I'm gonna get Chip to sponsor me. No, but <laughs> it's a really cool thing. And Today. I would, yeah. But it made me, I used to get depressed when I get your stuff because I was like, here's an actor just like me, but he's doing something like, what, I can't do this. I don't know. What, what would it be like Jimmy's tips on how to hit a softball over the second baseman's head or how to like, you know, how to turn two in softball when you're over 45. I have nothing to offer society except ball breaking and perhaps my acting ability. Even that's up for discussion. Um, so I love when I hear people that are like doing something else that's like, Good and involved. That means you're a smart man, as my my dad used to say. So go to chi look, Google Chips Money Tips. Sign up for a newsletter. You know what though? I haven't got an email in a while. You still doing the email thing? I uh, I kind of took a break for a few months to finish up this book. So you have not missed it. I've just been okay. uh, I've been you dilly dallying. Sign up for the emails. You get these cool emails. You click around. And I'm totally gonna sign up, Chris, because he'll laugh and be like, "It's great. It's free." And uh, like today's. Actually, out there in the world, we have Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Today's Giving Tuesday. And here's a live money tip, which oh, may not be. Here we go, Chris. Ones. Pen and paper in hand, Chris. This is, this is, I don't know. I just want to mention it because it's Giving Tuesday. So if you're interested in giving money to a charity, and if you're a person who has stock, you can give stock. Let's say you bought, I, uh, what is it, Apple years ago for a dollar, and now it's $100. You're like, well, if I, sell that stock, I'm going to have to pay tax on this $99 I made. You could just give that stock for worth $100 to a charity and you will get credit for giving $100 and you don't have to pay any of the tax. Ah, that's so it's, a little, it's a little niche uh, tip, but if you're okay. a person who's like, so I got again, this stock to do really well. I want to it, allow, it. it allows the average man to do a, a tax write-off like as if they own no, a it's great. nonprofit. Uh, see, that's something I, I don't I don't I have some stocks, not that many, but that right. would be something I would be like, oh, I'm gonna jump all over this. Um well, all right, you know what? Listen, Chip Chinnery, actor. Go ahead, yeah. say what, what do you got? What do you oh, got? Just, I'm also gonna there's a new thing out there that if you get this certain credit card, you can actually use it to pay your rent and you get one percent cash back on the rent. So if you're Rent's a thousand bucks. You get ten bucks just by using this card. It has no annual fee. The post will be up soon, soon. But anyway, just eh, think about that. I love it, Chris. Getting so that's when you just get that card. You tell that card to go pay your rent every month, and then you're like, 
cool. At the end of the year, if my rent's a thousand dollars a month, I make a hundred and twenty bucks without doing and anything. It's perfect. I haven't. It's. I've been saving up. I haven't paid rent in like four or five months, waiting for this <laughs> card. So, you know, I'm really just trying to stack Chris it. Gucci with a comic gem here from Twenty Five Foot. We're tired at any one. We'll be right back. Um, well, you know what? Listen, I, I, unless you you could stay on the show if you got to go, you got to go. I know I kept you uh, on. I got actually do have to get ready for this audition, so I better okay. I better well, you, listen. Uh, so chipchinnery.com, that's c h i p c h i n e r y dot com. His new there book, Charging Mount Stand Up, a great read for for uh, uh, for people that are in, w- curious about showbiz. And I know from knowing you, that's probably going to be a little bit of the peeling the onion back of what goes on, which I love. And I appreciate you being on my show. Thank you for sharing you, it on all your world. And I'll make sure I share your world around. And Thank I'm, you. Chris, Chris won't share anything. He's co-host of my show. And you know, I don't think he owns a computer. So but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's Certainly okay. I'll see you guys. Right now. Hey, Chip, thank, thank you so for, much, thanks man. Thanks for coming on. It was great. Great talking to you. You got it, bro. I'll call, I'll, call you I'll call you later on. I'll call you later on. See you. Peace. All right, bye-bye. Bye. All right, Chip Chinnery getting involved here from the Omni in Atlanta, which brings us to our other sponsor, Pine Tar Bar and Grill, 121 South Main Street, Forked River, New Jersey, 609-489-4286. Awesome bar, Chris. You have to check this. I'm going to take you to this bar one day. TVs, you're going to be like, oh, I, I want to come here. Like, we should open one up in Woodbridge. It would blow, like, Packies or whatever that shitty place you guys go to there, Woodbridge. I don't go, Jimmy, I don't go out. Uh, yeah, I know. I know you're old now. Stop so it. you got to go to this place. My buddy Tommy owns it. The food's good. TVs, they got karaoke, beer pong, indoor, outdoor, darts, food, TVs, games. God bless America. Go check it out. Pintarbargrill.com. All right, a couple things. Uh, I know you really don't watch as much TV. Have you, uh, There's a Willie Mays documentary. Have you seen it? Or heard about it? No. Totally worth it. Uh, it's new. It's What's a, it on? It's on Netflix. Um, dude, it's really good. You, I didn't know. I'll watch, I mean, I'll watch this shit out of a Willie Mays documentary. Come dude, on. It's, you know uh, there, was shit, there was stuff on there that, again, I love documentaries where, obviously, everybody knows who Willie Mays is. You know, he was a great player on paper, maybe the greatest of all time, depending on, you know, how you look at it. But, like, I love when you know something, right? And then you're like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And I think it's one of those documentaries. Like I didn't realize that, you know, the whole move from Brooklyn to, to San Francisco and all this stuff now. And uh, he's still, obviously he's still alive. He's very old and frail, but he's still alive. I don't think he can hear and see too well, but he's still got, he's got a little pep in him. Uh, I bet you, I bet you if you hit a line drive to center, he'd probably track it down one last. Listen, (laughs) he he could definitely play on my softball team now for sure. Um, Also uh, Tulsa, uh, I'm digging it. I'm buying in now. The plot's kicking in. I'm digging it. Uh, totally. I recommend that. Um, there's a couple actors in there that I think Pepsi, I... Pepsi, where's my jet? Did you watch that? No. What the hell's Bro, that? Oh, uh, no, I no. I heard about that. I did. That's on my... As a matter of fact, I I saw that. I read about it. And then I saw it. The guy, he, he bought enough Pepsi to get a jet. Yeah, I remember. Student. I remember that happening. I don't remember yeah. the whole controversy, but I remember watching that commercial and thinking to myself, like... You know, I not want to do any math equation, but thinking to myself, like that was when you were collecting, like they had Bazooka Joe comics. You could get, you know, packs of gum, extra Cracker Jack prizes. That was like the craze. Listen, it's just to reiterate what Chris said. There's a um, there's a documentary called it's Pepsi. Where's my jet? I think that's the title of it. 
And it's about a guy who decided to buy enough, enough Pepsi things so he could get the jet from Pepsi. Pepsi didn't realize it could actually happen. And it wasn't an F4, it was an, it wasn't an F-14. A Harrier jet. Harrier jet. So and basically he like up, the helicopter jet that could like hover and take off. I can't wait to see it because the article I read, you know, yeah, it's it fascinating. So I can't wait to see that one. Good call on that. Um, also, Yellowstone. Um, still, I still think, although as much as I love Beth, I still think Beth is, <laughs> she's just landing too many punches. Um, and I, I, I just feel like J- Jamie's got to land a punch. She's got to happen to make the show go. But it's still, still great, that time period. Matter of fact, I was uh, I was working at the bar and a girl had boots on. She had kind of a Yellowstone look to her, and I'm like, "You look like you should be on Yellowstone." She looked at me like I was an oil painting, but I still had to at least say it. Uh, which brings me to also White Lotus. Last week I talked about the actress on White Lotus. Okay, now this is you got to understand the far reach of the Jimmy Palumbo show. Okay, I mentioned White Lotus last week. I mentioned the explosive girl on there. The first. I'm not giving away plot points. Those, some of you are behind. I get it. The first, literally, when you turn the show on, I, I always want. I may make you right from the studios there, log in to the to this show. The first thing you see in this new episode is this actress getting involved from the Omni. It's I, top five greatest openings of a, of an episodic TV show of all time Chris I was I'm gonna make you go on your computer and do it it's, you only have to watch 10 seconds you'll be like I know exactly what Jimmy means she takes the ball goes the goes the court and sky jams over Jordan and LeBron and pounds and pounds her chest walking back literally um it's such a funny thing because I was like oh I can't wait to see what this chick looks like and next thing you know boom she's she's hitting them a 71 yard to win it you'll totally appreciate it I love this dopey show. I don't understand where it's going. I don't know what the hell's going on. And I'm like, you know what? It's like right now, uh, White Lotus is up by four against Yellowstone with about eight minutes to go. I don't know what it's something about this show. I love it. I think it, it's a weird show. Uh, and I think it's something. Have you watched any of the White Lotus? Any, not one. It definitely is something nope. to watch with your, with your girl. I think she'll get a kick out of it too. Um, that being said, Irene Cara died. Which I have no connection, Irene Cara. Just made me think about the '80s and be like, "Wow, I didn't think she was that old." But you know, she was like in her '60s. Um, that said, that was just a non sequitur. Uh, people were—I uh, feel like she disappeared for years, but I don't even know if she's singing. But you hate to see someone die. A little shout out to my uh, aunt Dolores, who's not feeling so well. Uh, hopefully, she'll get that uh, taken care of soon enough. So, some prayers, thoughts, and prayers to my aunt Dolores, my uncle Dennis's wife, and also listen, Chris. And we'll, we'll sign off the show with this. What I'm going to be doing right after we sign off, time to bring the Christmas stuff uh, down, or in my case, up. Um, and I'm going to put the Bing Crosby music on. I got to go down to the basement. I got to get all the stuff, bring it up. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to have a little more joy in my apartment with the Christmas stuff for my daughter. And I got to do the my my crush, my manger that my dad made for all his uh, his kids and as well as all his grandkids. We each have one. I want to set it up, get the tree going, uh, get the things hanging on the wall I have, get the Christmas lights going around the whole thing. I do a whole thing for my daughter. So I'll be doing that. Now, I know odds are, Chris, I'm guessing you may get involved with the outside lights to help out a little bit or you completely you hate it all. 
No, I don't hate it all. Like I'm, I'm good. Whatever. Put it this way. I will do whatever I'm asked to do, but I will volunteer none of my services to anybody. If, if my mother's like, Hey, could you come do this? Or could you go put climb that? I'll never tell my mother. No, but I have zero interest in doing anything that I do not need. So to you do. don't get, you wouldn't get involved in like putting lights around a tree. Did your dad well, do it? I, mom I do did. It? I did put a tree up here. I decorated it, put the lights on. So All I'll right, do. Wait a minute. Hang on. The Grinch. So Chris, the Grinch. things. So wait, I'm so, not so, Scrooge. So the, Chris not being Scrooge. I think that should be on ESPN. That should be breaking news. The fact see, that you see it like I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm mysterious. That's the best way I'll describe it. Where I just say, I don't say much, but I have a lot churning on inside. I know now. exactly who you are, Chris. I've done the show enough. And I know sometimes you, you, how, how, how. <laughs> I know you can be a miserable bastard when you need to be, but I also know, uh, you, I, and I bet you lived, there was a little little thing inside of you that kind of enjoyed putting up the Christmas tree. Yeah, uh, of course. You got nieces and nephews. And, and, then, I, and then I immediately started thinking to myself, like, well, I'm going to get nothing. And I'm going right. to spend a whole lot of money. Then I was like, oh, that's right. Christmas isn't about getting gifts. That's right. I forgot right. about there that. There you go. But it's I know you have. doing extra work listen, and putting up a you tree. The nieces and nephews are younger. And that's what Christmas is all about. And someday, if you ever have kids, Christmas definitely takes a whole nother of course, turn. Of course, of course. Uh, uh, so uh, you'll see that. But I love to see you putting up this stuff. I actually don't mind it. Um, it's a pain in the ass lugging the stuff around, but once I'm doing it, I always got to put the Christmas music on. I get into the spirit. Um, usually I bring everything up first and then the next day I'll attack it. It's not um, that I don't have the spirit. I don't want to do extra work. I'm busy. I know, you know? you're but, busy, but, you, but now that you walk in and it smells when somebody's got a little pine candle, you know, you going, go. it's, you know, you gotta, it's, you gotta feel that you gotta enjoy it. It's beginning it. to look a lot like Christmas. So, uh, all right. The world cup is on now. Our show went long. I don't know why it just did. Um, and uh, that's it, Chris. Thanks for doing the show. Hope you feel better. And I hope my daughter at home feels better. She's really not feeling well. I got to check in with that right now. And that'll do it here from the Omni. I want to thank all my Patreon.com sponsors, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Um, and thank you for my sponsors, uh, Pine Tar Bar Grill. Chasing Miracles, Absolute Eyewear, CornholeLevel.com, and perhaps something else coming. If I can, um, I, I would have to put the Dolphins at like super great, which I don't even have that on the scale, Chris. And uh, I still think my uh, my stinks list is very accurate. And all right, that'll do it. I will see you guys. I'll see you next week, Chris. Peace. Well,